Friday, May 28th, here we go, Memorial Weekend, happy Memorial Weekend to everybody out there celebrating, and we got a lot of stuff going on, it starts right now, this is the pre-game to the weekend, what a weekend we have, immediately when I leave here, we got Pat McAfee Smackdown, then we got AEW tonight into the Indy 500, I will be one of 135 in attendance there, but that's not where we're starting. And I know, by the way, this is four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty. At least it should be, or else somebody's in trouble. Joined by Eric Dortz, Brandon B., Jason, and Sean Belegian, who's been pulling double duty today. But uh, I'm going to hand this over, stay in my lane, and hand this over to Dortz because we have a guest, and I am super stoked. And I never thought I'd be able to. The uh, reason I didn't ask for him earlier is I didn't think a Harvard grad would want to talk to me. But Dorch, what do we got? Uh, we got today someone who, uh, if you if you listen to uh, Barstool, you know the Foreplay podcast. Uh, we have the host of it, Riggs, uh, on today to talk about Riggs. You did something great. You uh, the NCAA Women's Regional canceled out in Baton Rouge. Uh, looked like their seasons were over, and you stepped up and decided to. Make it right. Give them a tournament. And uh, first and foremost, as someone who's married to a former college uh, golfer, I have to say thanks first and foremost about that, buddy. Well, gentlemen, thank you for having me. I very much appreciate it. Um, it was awesome. It meant a lot. You know, I, I think a lot of people understand for playing sports just throughout their lives, no matter what level it was, how much it means to be with your teammates. And when that comes to a close, you know, it's emotional, it's important, and kind of putting a bow on that is something you'll remember forever. So the fact we're able to do that was awesome. I, I do kind of need to start and tell Darren, you know, as a St. Louis Blues fan growing up, uh, I used Ooh. to go to games with my old man, season tickets my, my dad had for us forever that uh, I despised Darren McCarty for probably <laughs> longer than a decade. So <laughs> being on the radio with you now and laugh out loud funny, I used to curse you as a, even a, a kid when I shouldn't have. So it's very funny that here we are these <laughs> days, but I'm glad we got our cup a couple of years ago, even though you have four. Well, you, you know what? You're right. And that's what I, the one thing I love about all you Barstool guys from, from Dave at the top or whatever, is that you guys don't just talk about it. You are about it. So can you, Riggsy, can you bring it, can you bring it back to how do you get, so it's a great idea. Yeah. Like I'm sitting at home going, man, this sucks for these girls and stuff like this, man. Why can't they play? How do you put it into fruition so that you end up taking them all down and, and having an event anyways? How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, look, we're an incredibly nimble company, right? And we have people that when they decide to get stuff done, they just get stuff done. Like, we weren't going to take no for an answer. So it started from the top down. You know, we kind of came up with the idea a little bit, started the, the wheels started turning, and then uh, I got a text from, from Dave Portnoy who said, you know, I saw some things are happening. You guys really should put out a tournament for – for these ladies. And, um, and I said, you know, so does that mean we got what we need? He said, you got the full backing of Arsenal sports. So I called Erica Nardini, myself and Lisa Litvak, who runs our live events, uh, jumped on a call with, with Erica, who's obviously, you know, one of the most, uh, biggest badasses in all sports media and, uh, and filled her in on exactly what was going on. And, and we started mobilizing our merch department got, got going, our business team got going. Uh, we started calling different golf courses and, and management companies that manage different golf courses and tried to find a golf course. We hired outside counsel that specializes in NCAA compliance. And we just, we just figured out a way to get it done. So, uh, you know, an hour or two after we kind of decided that we thought we really wanted to do it and make it special for these ladies, I just decided to tweet it into existence. And I figured if I just kind of 
started tweeting that it was happening, uh, that the momentum could potentially start rolling and it couldn't be stopped. And that fortunately was pretty much exactly what happened. Uh, Riggs from Barstool kindly joining us here on 760 WJR. Uh, you know, Riggs, the funny thing about it was I, it, the thing that jumped out to me about this and one of the hats that I wear, I do a show with a bunch of golf guys, and they were just disgusted at the quote, playable but not a championship level. Such a disgusting NC2AS comment. And, and my guess is when the ball started rolling, you didn't have difficulty hearing from people that wanted to be a part of this. No, not at all. And, you know, we were able to get 47 of the ladies to play, uh, which is which is a lot. I think 78 would have been max. We had a lot of, you know, there's international students who, who had already booked flights home or who obviously the complications were significantly greater than some others. But, but yeah, they were very interested. They wanted to end their careers or their, their seasons on a high note, and they wanted to play. That's really what it comes down to. The reason that you – move classes around and the reason that you work out all the time and you work out in the morning or you, you get ridiculous farmer's tans in the afternoon out there on the range, you do all of that so that you can actually play. That's the reason that you do it. Um, and they weren't able to play. So, so really what it came down to for us was a very simple fact of we were going to make sure that they had a place and a venue and an event to play at and that it was going to mean something to them. Um, and we thought that if we did that, that they would want to come and show up uh, and they did, and they had an awesome time. They created memories, you know, that hopefully they'll have forever. And for us, you know, we've been able to do a lot of cool things working at Barstool Sports and being a part of it and being a part of this kind of fast-growing media company that's everywhere. Uh, and for me, in, in you know, five-plus years at Barstool Sports, it was the coolest week of my career by far. That's awesome. Uh, and Riggs, uh, you mentioned how you had you girls from you know out of the country and all that, and you know in the in the year we just had, it's tough enough to see your family when they live five minutes away. But I saw uh, on the videos that you had the the live chats with the families, and they got to see them after the rounds and all that. And what like something like that? What what does it mean to be able to connect these people with people that they haven't they they're sacrificing to play college and to trace chase their dreams and to be able to give them a moment with their families. Well, honestly, it's it's what everything's about, right? Like it's what it's what separates us as I would say as people from anything else is that we have these emotions and these experiences, and and if you're not working towards something that kind of means something to other people or improves the lives of other people, then what are you doing anything for, right? <laughs> that you know, if you really if you break it down on kind of a larger scale, so I think that a big part of the reason our team, my team, the people that work so hard to make all this happen and whirlwind golf club and making it happen the six different uh sponsors companies that stepped up and, and committed a bunch of money to cover all the the ladies and their coaches uh expenses like the reason that they did it is because you knew in your heart that it meant a lot to other people and when you're doing something like that it's very easy to work that hard and i think the biggest example of that was those those calls and those moments for the girls with their with their families at the end and and you know being able to kind of see their their parents or their brothers and sisters, friends from around the world on one screen that we're all making sure they're there to support them kind of when their seasons came to an end. Uh, it was awesome. And Cisco Beck stepped up and made all that happen. They're kind of secretly communicating with the, with the seniors coaches, but, you know, behind the scenes to get contact info. And we had, you know, a few of the ladies were, were from Spain and from uh, different countries. We had family from Australia who, it was 10 p.m. local time, and a bunch of their families were in different cities across Spain having beers, waiting for them to finish up their round. 
you know, in Phoenix, and, and they jumped on the screen and were able to chat with them, and a lot of tears were flowing. I'm a big crier, so I probably cried five times, but it was uh, it was cool, man. It was, again, it, it, it gives a lot of purpose to, to the reason that you work hard, and I think a lot of times we kind of we lose sight of that, and you get you get caught in the rat race, you get caught being stressed about stuff, and you kind of forget the reason that you're doing it. And so I think, again, for, for me and my whole team, just the whole week, it was a very clear purpose why we were doing it. And in those moments, it was very rewarding. We all kind of hugged each other behind the scenes, just being like, oh, holy cow, we did it. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. As you should, and you're getting hugs from all of us here. And I know we didn't get along when you were a little kid and a St. Louis Blues fan, bro, but I give you a big <laughs> hug. And I'd love, you guys do such a great job. Anybody who's interested in the Barstool, Barstool, Sports Creek Town Casino, uh, gambling, all that stuff. I've been there watching Michigan game. I've seen all you guys in there doing all your stuff. The, the bottom line, it's play hard. Now, um, we got the uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic coming up. Your boy Bryson DeChambeau is going to be here. I'm a big, huge fan of his because Cobra sent me the one-length clubs because I think I'm the second smartest person next to him. But I'm more interested, not in the shenanigans or the golf outing going on between Brooks and Bryson. I'm interested, Riggs, who you got in Kepka Lefty versus El Presidente, Dave Portnoy. Um, does Dave have a chance? Man, it's a tough one. I, uh, you know, I can't tell if Brooks is just releasing his selective swings that make him look really good. But I mean, he's hitting balls 300 yards lefty. Um, and Dave, you know, he did win the U.S. Open with unlimited mulligan, so I got to give him credit for that. But there's no mulligans in this one, so I don't know that. I don't know. I, I've bet ag- I've bet against Dave before, and I and I've lost. I think every time. But this one, I just don't. I don't see him winning i think i think brooks is just too good of an athlete i saw his swing lefty i saw him pipe some drives and i think he's i think he's gonna get it done i i wouldn't hate it if i was wrong i really i mean i got i probably got a root for dave i'm a barstool guy company guy but man, <laughs> some, of those, some of those swings brooks put out were preposterous to be able to do that the other hand is uh. ridiculous it, it it really is, dude. It really is. Well, Dorch forgot to tell you that his uh, his college high school or his college uh, golf sweetheart is actually the pro over at Detroit Golf Club where they play the Rocket Mortgage. So if you want to get out, we're in town. We'll uh, we'll definitely hug it out. And you, if you out there in the listening community want to follow uh, Riggs or Barstool Sport, follow at Riggs uh, Barstool. And I can't thank you enough, bro. I'm I w- Hey, listen, I was as happy. I shed a tear. When you guys won the cup, St. Louis finally won. There was no bigger person. Sean, right? You could attest to yeah. it that we were cheering hard for St. Louis to finally get out of the hump. You're you're welcome that I retired so you could get there. But on behalf of uh, Darren McCarty, Joe and the fellas, bro, thanks for being you and continue doing what you're doing, making this world a better place. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Keep up the good work with the show, and we'll hug it out sometime, maybe at Detroit Golf Club. Sounds awesome. Sounds good, bud. We'll see you there. That's Riggs from Barstool. Anyways, guys, uh, when we come back here on the Darren McCarty Show, we're going to pay some bills. But the last guy that I thought I'd agree with on hockey, yes, Stephen A. Smith. We're going to hear from him on the Darren McCarty Show here on this Friday night, May 28th, AM 760, WJR. Stephen A. Smith, ESPN fame. Usually I have do not agree with this gentleman, but he nailed it 
on the head. And why did we play that here on the Darren McCarty Show uh, this Friday night is to let you know again, playoff hockey is a different beast. Yes, Edmonton had we went through this. Um, oh, by the way, uh, Sean, we are joined by Eric Dorch in studio this weekend. Um, he'd been away for a while and stuff like that. I think he did a good job. I want people out there to know. See, I don't always kick the dog. I pet the dog. Had a nice guest on there the first half hour. But the Edmonton Oilers, disappointment. The thing I like to see is Connor McDavid come out and say, no, I'm in this for the long haul and building whatever like that. But... You know what? The Winnipeg Jets uh, moved on. They proved it. Your Canadians. I seen your uh, that the Sean. You got to lock your doors, man. That Habs fan gets out in your house. He was in your den. I was worried. Really? I was just wondering if you guys were interested in a motorcycle. You know, I mean, there there are many choices out there, but I, you know, me personally, I I, I think Suzuki makes a nice motorcycle. Did you know? Cool. Did you know there that there was? I looked in Toronto and there was four accidents people running suzuki's off the road this morning and we say that in all earnestness not only because shawnee b's a a montreal fan but nick suzuki with the overtime goal last night um 21st day shot 2500 people in the stands for the game tomorrow night uh game six leafs canadians you tweeted something out earlier, and I heard something earlier that if you listen to NHL Network, uh, Steve Coolius and uh, Mike Rupp, who I think Mike Rupp, former player, uh, Stanley Cup champion, just a lot of respect for the way that he views the game. But two tickets for twenty grand to go to a game six in Montreal. I mean, I it's if you can do it, I guess you Sorry. can. But that brought up a great topic that George said. It, what is something? And I think him and I, right off the bat, said it's something that I would, you know, pay something like that in, in enormous amount for would be a Lions Super Bowl, yeah, you yep. know, appearance, yep. right? Like that's there, prob- there is a, th- here's the official numbers. Uh, there there have been some outliers, as you mentioned, for prices, but right now, if you go to StubHub or Ticketmaster or any of the secondary ticket markets, there are no tickets available. Under fifteen hundred dollars a piece. Don't worry, guys. It's only that's only twelve hundred, maybe eleven fifty American. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, yes, that's, that's trying to point. ease the pain. But it, Sean, well, your, your hot dogs Canadians, do come man. with toasted buns. Your, your hot dogs do come with toasted buns. That that's an added bonus. Um, a first round series, absolutely not. The Stanley Cup, one thousand percent. What I wouldn't even say that. Like you brought up the Lions, Mac. No, no. I'm telling you, no no problem at all. I'd find a way. I'd take out a loan. I'd give plasma. What whatever I had to do. I, I no. I I I would I would find a way to do something like that. Absolutely. Well, you know, let's go to tonight's because we got our first game seven. Um, and and for the NHL playoffs, uh, I mean, overtime. It's it's just been so great. You know, it's a, di- a different game, and no matter who you're rooting for, the intensity is sort of up. But, you know, this uh, pesky Minnesota Wild team and, and, you know, the nights we all we all had when we did our picks, uh, both Brandon. Uh, no, 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 I had the Wild. You I'm had- the only one that took the Wild. No, I don't have it down here, bro, so it's not a first I wasn't one. even here when you made the picks, so I never <laughs> got even a choice. Team. So you had the Wild, so you I'm got the Wild I'm the only one that took tonight. the Wild, yes. Is there any any series, Sean, surprise you? 
you know, the Bruins looked like they got stronger as that series went on. The Islanders, you know, proved that to me that was more of a goaltending series. The Lightning are the one that sort of put that um, Stanley Cup championship mentality into game six last night that you really saw. And, you know, that's sort of important because you have to win on the road in these playoffs. What, what do you, is there anything that's caught your eye so far? No, you know what? There are a couple things. I, I think um, Carolina and going with Ned is, is was outstanding. I, I think that's that's something that is fantastic. And, and, you know, give Nashville credit. They gave them all they could handle. That was a, a fantastic series. But, you know, there I think there are more questions about Carolina moving forward. That, but look, they answered those questions and they advanced, and that's what it's all about. It's 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 survive and advance. As we talked about on this show, the one thing that didn't surprise me was Winnipeg winning that series. The way they won that series was shocking. And and I'll go back to what Stephen A. said because I, I'm with you. I this is coming from the guy in Stephen A. Smith that was talking about ties in hockey a few years ago, and I I was just like. I'm never going to listen to this guy talk about puck ever again in my life because ties had been gone for so long. Mac, there's something in the water in Edmonton. I don't know what it is, but um, our, our old friend Ken Holland has a lot of work to do there. He's got to roll up his sleeves. He's got to change culture. I don't know what it is, but there's something in the water up there because they've had lots of talented players. They just can't put anything together. It's 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 crazy. It really is. Yeah, but you sort of knew that, right? Because the three things that I will always preach and in this order to win in the playoffs is goaltending, puck luck, and health, right? You knew that with Mike Smith being the goalie uh, in Edmonton. Like, you don't see him as a Stanley Cup champion. You brought up a great point about Ned um, playing a goal, being Alex a rookie in Carolina. Yeah. But Carolina's identity is Rod Brindamore their coach. You go to the Avalanche. Yep. Their identity is the Joe Sackick-built championship, just killer instinct. I see more of that 90s, early 2000s Colorado championship team in that mentality. I think it's the mentality. That's why it was interesting last night with the Lightning. It looks like they might have that mentality. And don't forget, Steven Stamkos is healthy. You know, he's how and they were missing him last night. So um, it's really, really interesting to me. Then it goes, you know, to the to, who do you trust? Who do you trust in that? And that probably goes down, you know, to the least Canadian series because we talk about Carey Price all the time. Right. And and there legitimately probably is a Carey Price factor. So if the Canadians can win that game tomorrow night. That Toronto's got, you know, Toronto's first round woes, everything else. This is uh, such an imperative game, but uh, this playoffs actually. They haven't won a playoff series in 17 years. I mean, think about that. It's it's crazy. And here's the thing, Sean, is is I don't know you, but if uh, this playoffs has superseded what my expectations going in as far as the competition, as far as the overtime games, just different guys stepping up at different times it'll it, it'll be interesting the only thing they missed in Canada was the fans because truly you can see when you watch the Islanders play at home you watch the Caniacs in Carolina there is a home ice advantage so 
it'll be interesting if uh, the rest of Canada or if the whatever else happens, if the, they open it up in uh, Manitoba a little bit or if they uh, what really is you know going to happen moving forward. So um, we'll touch on a little bit more of that. We will get into what's going on in this weekend, a big Memorial Day, but we're going to take a break. Thanks for joining us. Darren McCarty Show here, AM 760 WJR. Now, I was just uh, informed that I'm not right in the head, and I told Eric Dorr's producer extraordinaire, that's because my sport created the athletic support 100 years before they created the helmet. So it's not my, oh, my God. Speaking of, oh, my God, before I get into OTAs and Lions, I must go on this Memorial Weekend to the guy who named our coach Alpha Positive. It's Greg from Shelby. What? What's up, my brother? How you doing tonight? Great warriors. Your thoughts are on fire. Your dreams ignite. All you can do is stand up and fight. Hit me, <laughs> Mr. Positive's in the house. Hooyah, baby, hooyah. Hey, D-Mac, I got to ask you real quick. Sidney Crosby, is he great or did Malcolm, Malcolm and Flurry make him great? No, no, he's great. He's great. And I think good. the greatness to Sidney Crosby is in his play on the ice. It's his maturity and the way he represents the league and off the ice. And yeah, he's get the, he gets a bad tag. They call him Sidney and stuff like that. But no, I think Sean, you can agree with that. He's probably one of the most matured guys in his career to be sort of the face of the league. And you know, it's it's yeah. it's sad because he's coming to the end of his career. It just tells us how old we are. I hear you. I hear you. Guys, have a great Memorial Day. Yeah, you too, Greg. Too, Greg. Mac, you know what? You 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 hit on something just a second ago, and I, it I, makes me happy to hear you say that, not that I expected anything else. But I think you know as well as I do that here in Detroit, people have long memories, and they remember 08, and in particular 09, and oh nine, and the, and the the you know alleged snub with, with Nick and the handshake line and everything. Sidney Crosby's not going to get a fair break in this town. Sidney Crosby's one of the best players I've ever seen, and I have no problem saying that. He does so many little things so well. He he his 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 knowledge, like you watch him, he just looks like a just a smart player. He does so many little things, Mac. He he's a phenomenal, phenomenal hockey player. I enjoy watching Sidney Crosby play immensely. I, I really do. Well, here's the one thing, right? He's one of those players that he does so many great things all over the ice. You know, Zetterberg was a lot the same way that you don't, you know, the, like Sidney Crosby, and it's not the production points, but Dylan Larkin has the ability to turn into someone of the two-way game that Sidney Crosby has because they're tenacious, great skaters. It's, you know, the puck control and the and Sidney Crosby, the most, the most impressive thing is like his core, right? His core yep. work, the different things on his edges and stuff like that. So I think that that's a guy, and I'm not saying that uh, Dylan Larkin's going to be the next Sidney Crosby. What I'm saying is that that's a guy who you should role model yourself off of, just like a Steve Eisman or a Joe Sackick, it's guys like that. Well, and it's funny, Mac, I don't know if you and I have ever had this conversation. I, I took some heat from some people a couple of years ago because I said, I, you know, I think people were trying to put 
Dylan on that generational pedestal, and he's not there. And I, I called him a good player, and you would have thought that I said that he was a career AHL or the way that some people reacted. And I, I said, I, maybe you guys aren't hearing me. He's a good player. You want a guy like that on your team. You can build around a guy like that with other guys like him. And it's the leadership, and it, and it's, you know, what's he going to do in the room? And, and it's watching him play, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're, if you're expecting a generational talent, you're going to be disappointed. And, and I, I think people get it better now that, you know, is, is he a surefire Hall of Famer or anything like that? Well, let's let's wait a little bit before we start having conversations like that. But if you're talking about, you know, one of the greats of the games, no, that's not his game. But that doesn't mean that he can't be a very important piece of the Detroit Red Wings moving forward for the next decade plus. Well, here's the thing. You got to choose who you're going to bake the pie around. Who is your flour? And your flour, and I'm talking F-L-O-U-R, not F-L-O-W-E-R or Guy Lafleur. We're not talking Canadians yeah. here. We're talking yeah. who's the flour in the cake, right? Because Dylan Larkin's the guy you build around. That He's the guy that guys play for. He's the guy that you bring in the Verona, which is some of the sugar and some of the topping and stuff like this. But who is your base, your culture, your character, what it's all about? And that's where Dylan Larkin's more valuable for every thing that he does and a lot of times it's more the, the comparable is is that you people don't see on the outside you know some people have a hard enough time following the puck watching the game right we look at the game because we live it Sean and have lived it all our lives a little bit different and and it's not and and you gotta understand good out of Sean Belizean's mouth is great out of other people's mouth Right, but it's just the heart. Like, but you're right. He is a good player. He needs to develop into a very good player. But he has. A, then he can have the ability. But he's more of a. He's gonna be more of your all utility vehicle than he is your sports car. But you surround him with sports cars because when it gets crappy out, who's gonna pull you through the mud? Right. Sure. So. Yep. So you know you're looking for Dylan to be Steve Eiserman, but how about if you say he's a cross between drapes? And Stevie, right? Okay. That puts him, yeah. right, talent, like scoring, whatever like that, better. But if you put it in there, because what it is is the leadership and the heart, and that's already there. That's how you build the culture around everything like that. And I see it because I see what Stevie's doing, and I see it because it obviously rekindles something that Scotty taught us or how our teams were put together. I can't go back and... That's because, again, I told you, 100 years between the, the jockstrap and the helmet. But remember all the different things that he did, but it's the subtle little things. And if we point that out, and sometimes, like you said, more people nowadays can understand what you meant by good. Yep. That's a, and, and, Mac, you know what? I think when you talk about Hank, that's a, that's a, that's a great guy to bring. Hank did so many little things so well. He did, and he, he went out there, and you knew what you were going to get out of him and everything. And, uh, you know, was he considered one of the best of the, of, of, of the, the league year in, year out? No, he was overshadowed in that regard. But would I go to war with a guy like Hank Zetterberg? You bet your sweet patootie I would. Well, that's the whole thing, for lack of a better term, on this Memorial Weekend. But you know what? The playoffs in the NHL are the you know the hockey's version of of the war, and the guy's got to sacrifice. You watch the captain Blake Wheeler, 
you know, of, of the Jets block one with his junk the other day. I mean, he's got three kids looking for the easy, uh, <laughs> the easy way out. I mean, it doesn't cost a vasectomy that way, but that's guys sacrificing. That's nothing. You know, Chris Draper taking off the face. You know, guys, Steve Duchesne lost the whole six teeth in the front chicklets in 02 winning the cup. That's uh that's all it is. So, uh, quick thoughts, Sean. Um, how excited uh, OTAs started? Get the guys back out. I know I talked to Frank Rag now yesterday, and um, uh, he, I couldn't be happier with not only you know the appreciation that he that he's got from the organization, but just the mentality of a guy that's going to go to work in that offensive line. So, seems like the atmosphere. Uh, everything I hear coming out of uh, Allen Park is positive. What about you? Yeah, same thing. You know, wh- where I'm where I'm at with this team right now, Darren, is um, there's an excitement of what's yet to come, and and it it's not going to be this year, okay? And and I'm fine with that. But like the the realization that this is what we are, I think in order to move on, you have to figure out what you are first, right? Yeah. Okay. So what am I dealing with right now? And 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 I think they know what they're dealing with right now. And now they're moving on. They're not writing any, you know, ca- checks that they can't cash. They're not talking about these the, their beautiful unicorn in their backyard. They're just going about their business and 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 here's that word, trying to develop that culture and that that new way of doing things. We're going to get after you. We're going to be we're not going to stop and things like that. Those are the things that I'm excited about and I, you know, I talked to Tim Twentyman about this last hour when we were on the McCarty show. I, I'm really uh-huh. looking forward to Jeff Okuda. I'm really looking. I, I think that guy is going to be a, a very, very good cornerback. And I'll remind people that a lot of people wanted to run Darius Slay out of town after his first year. And his first year didn't have half the landmines that, that Jeff Okuda's first year had. So, yeah, you know what? There, there are things to be excited about, and they may not manifest themselves in wins this year, but it doesn't mean I'm not excited nonetheless. I'm going to correct you because I know that a lot of people confuse me with Mitch Album, but you talked to Tim on the Mitch Album show. You know, oh, I'm sorry. No, that I no. Apologize. Dorch was looking you're, at me like, "Wow, you got confused again." You're with basically Mitch the same person. I know it so, is yeah. author extraordinaire <laughs> stuff like this, but you know the big thing out of everybody's mouth, not just the coach, but the players, is competition. Compete at even at yeah. the facility with everything, dressing room and stuff like that. And I remember back, we used Marty Lapointe. I used to play, you know, and um, on the PlayStation before games, uh, we'd have Detroit versus Detroit, and we'd be in the back room before the game, loosening up, playing video games and stuff. So, so competition is really good on this fact. Um, anyways, uh, as we get ready to launch off officially, because I'm gonna officially launch off uh, this Memorial Weekend when the show's over. But we have to find out a couple things. What's everybody doing this weekend? And what's Shoddy B got on the grill? Anyways, we'll figure all that out when we come back on the Darren McCarty Show. AM 760, WJR. Oh, I love it. A little rage into the weekend. Thank you, as always, uh, to Greg, to Riggs, uh, Barstool Sports for calling in. What a great thing. That was done for the NCAA uh, Women's Championship, stuff like this. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the onslaught, there's so much going on this weekend. I'm actually heading to Indianapolis tomorrow um, awesome. for the Indy 500, my first uh, trip. I'm excited. Me and Big uh, Boogie are heading out there. Um, I've been told 
Uh, Pilar Lastro, my co-host on Woodward Sports, said I must eat the turkey leg. And she's a vegan. So when a vegan tells you that this turkey leg, have you ever had, and I guess it's like one of those ones at the Renaissance Festival or whatever. But, uh, Sean, have you ever been to Indy 500? I have not. Uh, uh, one of those things, it's bucket list. No, no doubt about it. I mean, it's changed, Mac. When we were younger, I don't think people like Dorch or, and, and, of course, Blake under – that was such a big event. And then they kind of went from, you know, the drivers that we all knew and got that, like, international flavor and everything. But, you know, the buzz about it is back, and I, I've always, always wanted to get out there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, right? Just I love the noise, and I look forward to, you know, this year there's only one race at an MIS and stuff like this, and a big NASCAR guy, and on Sunday night they have the – the Coca-Cola 600, which is the longest race of the year, which is a big race in uh, the NASCAR event. Uh, no, but it, it should be like the whole experience. I was also told the infield, uh, what's the infield anyway, is uh, quite, quite the party. But uh, it'll be interesting. I'm going to try to see if I can get a couple pitchers down um, on the finish line. The, what the history and the great part is they have the bricks at Indy and all the winners over the years, no matter what you win, you get your uh, a brick in the – at the finish line and stuff like this. So the tradition, it's going to be interesting. What about you, Sean? What do you got going on? You know what? Uh, I'm having our mutual friend Art over tomorrow. I, I've been promising no, no, him no. some wings. He's, no, no, no. He's he, your yeah, friend. Really? He's coming over. He's your I friend and my associate. Over, he's your friend <laughs> and I associate with him. That's good. That's a right. We just please tell him that he's allowed to use associate when he uses me in the voice. Like to, I, I will do that. Anyway, but, so uh, what? What? What has he groveled into you making? Because I know he's you know been what? whining. He's a wing guy like you. That's that. You at least have one thing in common, and so he's been bothering me. I don't His like wings no more. His dad never played catch with him when he was a kid, I don't like so wings we're gonna no play catch. Now. I hate wings now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, we're gonna play catch, so I'm gonna make up uh, for that for him, and then uh, I'm having like when I say the whole clan, I mean the whole clan over on Monday, and I'm I'm gonna start cooking uh, Sunday night, and uh, about two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, yeah, I'm cooking for I don't even know, I thirty some odd people. I I can't wow. wait. I love it. So what I, do you, are, I love you, it. are you going with the standard ribs or just burgers, dogs? You know what? I'm going with St. Louis ribs this time. Instead of the baby Ooh. backs, you have to baby them a little bit more. It takes a little longer. Uh, there's a little more meat. There's a lot more fat, but I'm, I'm going to go with that. Um, some brisket burgers. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have that. and Yeah, so it's just just simple fare. But I'm, I'm looking forward to doing the St. Louis ribs because I'm a – Big baby back guy, but um, if you do St. Louis ribs right, man, they are good. Yeah, no doubt. What about you, Dorch? <laughs> well, uh, I am actually going over tomorrow uh, to a buddy's house, a guy I do uh, a show with once a week. Uh, going to get a little group together, kind of the first get-together now that the world's opening up a little more. So do a little barbecuing over there. What's his and name? Uh, Justin. Justin um, wanted me to tell you that use associate when you're use talking associate. about him, please. yeah, yeah. Well, I saw your face drop when you found out that Art liked wings, so I understand. It's okay. Uh, so doing that, and then uh, I, I'm working, working the weekend, so uh, Tuesday, Aaron and I are going to make a little trip and uh, play a little golf on Tuesday. Where? We haven't decided okay. yet. We're still kind of trying to figure out where we want to go, but plan is she's got it off, I've got it off, so go play a little golf on Tuesday. There's so, a cool putt-putt place by my house. You know, I, yeah. what about you there, Junior? Brandon Blake, what do you got going so, on? So, Other than cheering for Vegas tonight. 
<laughs> not Vegas. Not Vegas. Why? Hey, did you hear this, Sean? It's this wrong is, to hate for great. no reason. Why do you hate Vegas? I don't have a reason. I just don't like them. Well, you know what? I don't like the way <laughs> Marc-Andre Fleury's played the last two games. He's looked like he did earlier in the year, not invincible. So you might have a shot. What do you feel? What do you got? What are your vibes on the night's game, Vegas, and uh, game seven? Wild, Sean. I, you know what? I'd be worried if I was Vegas for the reasons that you gave. I, I I didn't like game six at all. I mean, it's it just, ugh, I, I don't know. It's There's something to be said about a series. Like, it, Montreal, Toronto's like this. It, Toronto's been so dominant. Like, Montreal has had brief little glimpses of playing well, right? But yet, it's three to two, you know? And that's kind of the way that I feel about Vegas. And, uh, like, honestly, the Wild shouldn't be in this series. And, you know, it was always Scotty's thought, as you well know, uh, Mac, that, hey, the team that's on the road uh, in, in, in Game 7 goes in with the what-the-hell-do-we-have-to-lose type of mentality. And I don't know. I This this one's a flip of the coin to me. It really is. It really is. Well, we'll see what way. What, anything, what's, what do you got going on, B? So, as you know, I work two jobs. I haven't had a day off from both jobs in, like, two months. So Monday is my first day off, so I'm going to enjoy some Colorado Kool-Aids and hang out and just do nothing, hopefully. But that's my only day I have off. Okay. Did you so. just say Colorado Kool-Aid? Yeah, yeah Coors, like Coors Light. Oh, Coors Light. Coors okay, thank you. Come on, that's man. What I Coors thought, Light. No free ads, though. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. What about you, Jay? You got any big plaid mask and everybody? Okay, so, you know, we have a segment you guys do what's on Sean's Grill, right? Right. We're going to start a new one. What's in the studio microwave? Because I'm going to be here all weekend. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. There'll be a new segment. What's on the grill and what's in the microwave? Maybe something from Lean Cuisine or Marie Calendar, something like that. Wow. You know, you know no, what? no, no, we can't plug them. Sorry, they're not getting any paid for this. But no free ads. You'll, no free you'll ads. Learn from no free ads there. Here. Uh, before we get going, uh, something that happened last weekend. First time in 456 times in 161 years what's that yes lefty phil mickelson at mm. 50 years old won the pga championship and a little dorchy as we said <laughs> can you give us an update dorch because as we brought the fans that you last week put a little five spot oh, yeah. on little uncle phil what did that little five spot pay you, sir? That little five spot paid me out a lovely $1,250. Wow. So you know what, Jason? You go ahead and splurge. You get yourself a Stouffer's. Ooh. Just, just for you. Wow. And I'll take that care of you. $5.64. You took a zero off of that like for on air for tax reasons, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There, okay, were, there were a lot of numbers omitted from that number. But okay, yeah, good. Uh, so that, that one ended up working out for me. It was very nice. And uh, right now, Kokrak tied for the lead. I've got him for this week. So you, What did he go off at? Uh, I don't remember the odds. It's gonna. I put five again. It's gonna pay out about eighty bucks. Well, so they're, they're, a little less. Not as not as high risk. But and I had people all weekend uh, texting me asking if I was gonna take the buyout, but decided to ride it all the way to the end. Eric, do you know who Butch Patrick is? I do not. Brandon, do you know who Butch Patrick is? Sean. Tell the boys who Butch Patrick is. Eddie Munster. Eddie Munster. So okay. the Munsters that aired only from 64 to 67. Why do I bring him up? He will be in Sinclair Shores um, this weekend leading the parade, and the Munsters car will be there. So that was my lit. I did that for Maz because Maz is a huge <laughs> Munsters fan and lives over there. So, so anybody uh, 
Butch Patrick, beware. Tom Asway might be stalking you this weekend. Anyways, uh, how you feel about your Canadians, Sean, in all honesty? Not good. Not Toronto, good. Toronto they, they, they've been such a better team the whole series. Uh, but it's playoff hockey, Mac. Playoff hockey. So you go to Minnesota tonight? No, I can't Come do on, it. Come on, Sean. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know that pause he just had? I did the same freaking thing when I picked Vegas tonight. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. What do you Sean, got? I need more confidence out of you for the Canadians. I accidentally bet on them to win the, the entire series, so I need more confidence. More Suzuki. <laughs> Nobody gives a care, Eric. I'm selfish, I do. Eric, nobody cares. You just told them that you cashed in on Phila tw- plus 25000 or whatever like that. Anyways, kids these days, we all got them, and if you do, please, please, please enjoy your Memorial Weekend with your family. Yes, for Sean Belegian, Eric Dorch, Brandon Blake, Big J on the ones and twos. I'm Darren McCarty. I will be at Indianapolis Sunday, whatever you're doing. Have some fun. See you next Friday.